Hello, Jet Setters, and welcome to the Jet Set Life podcast. I'm your hostess, Brittany Ryan, child-free travel content creator and blogger. I'm a curator of authentic and cultural travel experiences, and I want to help you be the same. Create a Jet Set Life full of adventure and learn how to live life to the fullest with me as your travel guide. Tune in each week for solo episodes and conversations with travel leaders all about child-free travel, adults-only getaways, travel guides, itineraries, and more. I am all about sharing actionable, detailed tips and tricks for creating the jet-set life of your dreams, so get ready to learn. Are you ready for takeoff? Let's jump into today's episode. Well, hello, Jet Setters. How are you this week? Last week, we kicked off talking about Charlottesville, Virginia, and I mentioned some of the wine tasting, but this week, I really wanted to get further into the wineries in Charlottesville because it's it's a huge part of Charlottesville, and it's awesome, and <laughs> if you're taking a girl's trip, it's a great spot for it. So, Let's jump into today's episode. We're talking about the top three best wineries in Charlottesville, and I'm also going to include a bonus and an itinerary for visiting those best wineries in Charlottesville. So when you think of wines from the U.S., you probably first think of Napa Valley in in California, right? Well, yeah, it's no surprise that California is the most popular wine destination in the U.S., with nearly 90% of all American wine coming from that state. But did you know that there are actually wineries in every one of the 50 states? That being said, not all wineries are made equal. I'm sure that an Alabama wine is maybe not the same as a California wine, but I'm here to tell you today that Virginia wines are made equal. And dare I say it, they are maybe even better than their counterparts on the West Coast. Virginia has a rich history of winemaking. For over 200 years, the region has been producing some of the most awarded wines on the East Coast. The state's rich clay soil and unique terroir produces grapes that produce spectacular Vonniers and Cabernet Francs, among other popular varietals. If you're headed to Virginia, Charlottesville is a perfect place to start. Charlottesville is home to the Monticello Wine Trail, which is a collection of over 40 wineries within a 25-mile radius of Charlottesville. Staple varietals include Cabernet Franc, Chardonnay, Merlot, Petit Monsang, Petit Verdot, and Vonnier. Though you could literally spend days and days plodding along this wine trail, there are three standout wineries in Charlottesville that I want to cover today. These three wineries not only have earned their top place because of their award-winning wine, but I like them because they all offer something more than just the wine. They've got historic sites, they've got beautiful views, and they have impressive tasting rooms. So let's get started. Number one, Jefferson Vineyards in Charlottesville. Now, full disclosure, my semi-retired aunt and uncle work there (laughs) part-time. So maybe I'm a bit biased. But before you accuse me of nepotism, Jefferson Virginia, oh my gosh, Jefferson Vineyards 
is a true staple in the Monticello wine trail. It really is. Jefferson is considered one of the best and most popular wine producers in the area with over 40 years of winemaking under their belt. It's no wonder that my family works at this particular winery because they're very discerning wine drinkers (laughs) and Jefferson Vineyards produces good wine. Conveniently located at the foothills of Monticello, which is Thomas Jefferson's historic home, the Jefferson Vineyards estate was the site of Virginia's first wine company and commercial vineyard. Today, their award-winning wines include both delicate and refreshing white wines, as well as elegant full-bodied reds. Jefferson Vineyard currently offers two seasonal flight options for wines each, as well as wines by the glass and bottles, including reserve wines for purchase. I tried one of the seasonal flights. To my surprise, my favorite was the 2018 Vin Blanc. I don't usually drink much sweet or semi-sweet wine, but this semi-sweet white wine with notes of melon and grilled pineapple were just perfect for the hot summer day in August that we were there. Here are the tasting notes. Floral notes and spice on the nose, followed by sweet melon, honey, lime, and grilled pineapple flavors on the palate. The wine finishes with a vibrant acidity. Ooh, now I want to try some. (laughs) Another crowd favorite is the 2019 Vonier, which has won four gold medals. Here are those tasting notes. A bouquet of peach, apricot, and lychee. Lychee? Lychee? I think it's lychee. It gives way to vibrant acidity, peach and pineapple flavors on the palate before a round and lengthy floral finish. Now, due to COVID, the winery made some changes as far as how you go about doing your wine tasting. And for the foreseeable future, it might actually stay this way. So instead of tasting wines inside the tasting room, as it used to be, they've moved their entire operation outdoors. You can select a flight uh, or a glass of wine and then take it out to one of three various sitting areas. There's a garden setting, which is just beautiful, a casual picnic table setting, which they've got a giant tent uh, to cover and give shade for all those picnic tables, or my personal favorite, there was a lawn setting with little groups of shaded tables and chairs that overlooked the vineyards. But no matter which area you choose to enjoy your wine at, you'll be greeted by some amazing views of the lush property. Both picnics and well-behaved leashed dogs are welcome. Now, the second vineyard I want to talk about is King Family Vineyards. And this one's located in Crozet, Virginia, which is about a 25-minute drive outside of Charlottesville. Uh, Crozet is 16 miles from where Thomas Jefferson planted his first European grape vines at Monticello. Fun fact. This winery is a real treat to visit on Sundays between May and October because not only are their wines and grounds beautiful, but they also have a full horse stable, polo school, and polo field on the grounds. And on Sundays, they have polo matches. How fun is that? There's really nothing better than getting dressed up and tailgating, watching ponies, sipping some wine. It just feels all so Virginian. 
The Roseland polo matches on Sundays are completely free to watch, which just blew my mind, which is awesome. The only thing is that the vineyard just asks that you purchase their wine on site if you're going to bring wine, which is not a problem because their wine is awesome. (laughs) So the best way to enjoy a Sunday at King Family Vineyards is to arrive early around 1030 to 11 before the 12 p.m. polo game. You can pull your car right up to the field and set up your tailgate with a tent and chairs. We brought picnic snacks to enjoy with our King Family Wines, which made for the perfect tailgate. Now, if you can't visit on a Sunday, that's okay. Uh, It's still worth visiting for both the wine and the views of the Blue Ridge Mountains and 30 acres of vineyards. There's a covered veranda and a brick patio for outdoor picnics, as well as a cozy indoor tasting room with a stone fireplace. A popular wine here, especially in the spring and summer, is the 2020 Crozé. It's a rosé that's playfully named after their small town, Crozet. Here are the tasting notes. Our dry Merlot-based rosé is fresh and crisp with notes of grapefruit, lime, watermelon, and a light grassiness on the nose. Throughout the palate, a lifting acidity carries flavors of bitter cherry, peach, and rose petal. Friendly with lighter fare, this wine is also a great companion for the porch or patio. Could not agree more. My personal favorite at this particular winery was the 2020 Vonier with notes of citrus, honeysuckle, and peach. Here are those tasting notes. The wine opens on the nose with zesty citrus, honeysuckle, and white peach notes. A rounded attack and smooth mouthful brings these notes to the palate. The finish is bright and fresh. Aged in a combination of stainless steel, neutral French oak, acacia, and concrete. So good. Okay, third vineyard worth visiting in Charlottesville is Barbersville Vineyards, which is located in Barbersville, Virginia. It's technically about 30 minutes outside of Charlottesville, but it's worth the visit because this winery is set on an 18th century estate, which still has the remnants of the Barbersville ruins on display. Barbersville Vineyards has several tasting options. The most casual setting is the Discovery Tasting Room. That's where we did our our tastings. And in an effort to create a more social distance environment, Barbersville Vineyards actually invested in quite a few high-tech wine dispensary machines for this room, which I found to be so fun. You're basically given a card with six credits on it after you pay, and then you can go around to different wine stations. There are four wines within each wine station, and each individual wine is set to that wine's ideal serving temperature. So you can just walk up to the station, insert your card, press a button next to the wine of your choice, and watch a one-ounce tasting pour into your glass. It's a really fun way to do tastings. You could try multiple different tastings and just do one ounces here and there, or you could use all of your credits and get a single full glass of wine. Though this innovation results in less time spent with the staff and interacting with them, I still found the experience to be very novel and interesting. And also staff was still there to answer any questions that guests had. Um, And we were also given a paper handout with tasting notes for a self-guided experience. Hands down, my favorite wine from this place was the 2019 Cabernet Franc Reserve. 
It was so well-balanced and elegant that I bought six bottles. <laughs> it pairs particularly well with braised veal roast, taglione lini, and roasted lamb with rosemary. Here are the tasty notes. Dark garnet core, brilliant clarity in the glass, intense, effusively luscious flavors of ripe red berries with camera... Cam- <laughs> With caramelized notes of fig, cherry, and plum, elegantly woven together in barrel, long finishing and tannically vivid, yet with a remarkably soft palate. If you would like more of an intense tasting experience, you can go next door to Library 1821, which is on the grounds. And in this location, the winery presents a changing selection of flights of current and older vintages from their sellers, not just their current vintages. With these flights, you also receive bite-sized culinary pairings. Now, after your tasting, stroll over to the Barbersville Ruins. You can just walk there, or you can drive, either one. One And, and the Barbersville view, Ruins um, is another one of Jefferson's architectural masterpieces, the, the whole property is surrounded by large boxwood gardens, and these landmark ruins are what's left of the brick mansion that Jefferson designed for Governor James Barber. It was finished in 1822, and the home had eight rooms as well as an octagonal drawing room, which if you learn about Jefferson and his architecture, he was really kind of obsessed with octagonal shapes and So, yeah, that was kind of a signature of his. But here's the tragic thing. On Christmas Day in 1884, everything but the brick walls, the masonry partitions, and the grand fluted columns were destroyed by fire. Although you can't walk inside the ruins, you are free to get a 360-degree view of what's left of the home. Okay, here's a bonus. We're going to talk about Pippin Hill Farm and Vineyards in North Garden, Virginia. I didn't have time to personally visit this winery, but this would have definitely been my next choice to visit. It's 20 minutes outside of Charlottesville. And not only does the setting look picturesque and inviting, but the wine and food menu looks very appetizing. The relaxed elegance of this winery makes it a hot spot for private parties, weddings, graduations, and more. Because Pippin Hill is also a farm, this winery does a particularly good job of pairing their wines with delicious farm-to-table foods. Menu items include cheese and meat plates, sliders, seasonal shared plates, appetizers, soups, and more. One look at their food menu and I'm in heaven (laughs) because it has shared dishes like spiced hummus, local peach and shishito, and grilled shrimp escabeche. On Fridays, they host Featured Farmer Fridays, a mini farmer's market showcasing food from local farmers in the area. My go-to white wine choice is often a Sauvignon Blanc, so I'm eager to try their signature 2020 Sauvignon Blanc the next time I visit. Now, Here's what I would recommend if you wanted to see all of these different wineries. And here's the itinerary that I would recommend. So this is my recommendation for the ideal itinerary for experiencing each of these in a weekend time frame. So Friday afternoon would be Pippin Hill Farms. From early spring to late fall, visit Pippin Hill Farm and Vineyards on a Friday to catch their featured Farmer Friday event 
from noon to 4 p.m. To bring guests a true farm-to-table experience, the culinary team works with the local farmers to create a Friday special that highlights locally grown produce. You can book a guided wine tasting experience through Resi and arrive early. After walking around the open farmer's market, you can enjoy a seated food and wine pairing with this guided wine tasting experience, and it lasts 90 minutes. You'll start with a 30-minute walking tour with some bubbly, followed by a 60-minute wine tasting of six wines along with small food pairings picnic style. This experience is $100 per person plus tax and gratuity. The tasting room is open from 11 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. on Friday through Sunday. Last call is 4 p.m. Even if you're not interested in the guided wine tasting experience, reservations are still recommended. So next is Saturday. And I would recommend visiting Jefferson Vineyards either for lunch on Saturday or early afternoon following your lunch. After you have a morning tour of Thomas Jefferson's historic home, Monticello, you can head down the mountain to Jefferson Vineyards. At present, Jefferson's offering a completely outdoor experience, so that's something to keep in mind. There's a variety of seating options, including the lawn, patio, covered tent, and picnic tables, or the garden. There's plenty of shade with large tents, umbrellas, and some tree coverage. And you're free to set up your own picnic area on the lawn with blankets and chairs if you'd like. You can choose from two seasonal flight options of four wines each or purchase wines by the glass or bottle. They also have a selection of cheeses, charcuteries, crackers, and chocolates for purchase. But like I said before, you're welcome to bring your own. The maximum group size allowed right now is eight people, including children, and well-behaved leash dogs are allowed on property. Jefferson's open through Wednesdays through Sundays from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Then after you've hit up Jefferson, visit Barbersville Vineyards. So following Jefferson, you can head over to Barbersville. First, check out their historic Barbersville ruins and then head over to their Discovery Tasting Room or the Library 1821. Like I said before, the Discovery Tasting Room has wine stations and is a more casual setting. The tasting fee is $15, which includes six one-ounce pours among 16 wines in self-dispensed automated wine stations. On Saturdays, it's open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Library 1821 is a more elevated experience on property where you can taste select vintages and culinary pairings. This experience starts at $25 per person. And on Saturdays, this is open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you want to turn your wine tasting experience into a memorable culinary experience, you can actually make reservations at the Vineyard's restaurant called Palladio, and it serves northern Italian dishes. Dinner reservations are required and suggested to be made at least two weeks in advance. The Palladio restaurant at the Barbersville Vineyards is open from 6.30 to 9 p.m. on Saturdays. Business casual or more formal is suggested. And on Sunday, it's time for wine and polo. Every Sunday from Memorial Day weekend through mid-October, King Family Vineyards hosts Roseland polo matches starting at noon. Weather permitting, the matches are free and open to the public. If you want a good spot on the field to tailgate, arrive early between 10 and 10.30 a.m. Gates open at 10. You're free to bring your own tailgate setup and food. 
The winery just asks that no outside alcohol be on property. Before the polo game starts, walk over to the tasting room and try a classic self-guided wine tasting. Flights of four wines are $12 per person plus tax. Take a look at the gift shop and use the restrooms before heading back to your tailgate to watch some ponies. Throughout the match, King family staff drives around on four-wheelers serving chilled bottles of wine and waters for purchase. The 2020 Crozet, which is the vineyard's rosé wine, pairs very well with polo matches if you're looking for a recommendation. So that's a wrap. Are you ready to start exploring the Monticello Wine Trail? Which winery do you want to visit first? Let me know either on the blog at jetsettingblonde.com or connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at The Jet Set Blonde and let me know. And with that, I will talk to you soon. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to dive even deeper into creating your jet set life, start with upgrading your travel bucket list. You can download my free resource on the top 50 destinations for child-free travel by visiting jetsettingblonde.com forward slash start dash here. Because the first step to creating your jet set life starts with upgrading your travel goals. And if something in today's episode really resonated with you, please screenshot and tag me at the jet set blonde on Instagram or Facebook. I want to know what your biggest takeaway was. I really want to hear from you, and it means so much to me when I can see your screenshots of you listening to the podcast or reading my posts online. Every screenshot and review means the world to me. I read every single one. And I really appreciate your support in listening to this episode and supporting me on this adventure. I look forward to bringing you more awesome and genuinely helpful content that will help you create the jet set life of your dreams.